right, guys, before we jump into the show, got great news for you. The great news is that our friends over at Ball are looking for production technicians. Now, you can go over to jobs.ball.com and check out exactly what they need from a production technician. But just to give you a little idea, the position is on the front line of the aluminum beverage can process at Ball's Plants. We already know they created over 101 billion cans last year. And the company offers a competitive 27 dollars and 39 cents per hour wage with a potential for an increase at 6 12 and 18 months on the job it offers exposure to a lot of other manufacturing opportunities in the plant and the production technician role touches on the other stages of production making aluminum cans so check out our friends over at ball there's so much more there and like i said just go over to jobs.ball.com to see the entire list of what you what you'll be doing, what you'll be paid, what your opportunities for business, uh, for benefits, for 401k, all of that stuff. Go over to jobs.ball.com or text GOLDEN to 77222. All right, let's jump into the show. Number one for the one and only DNVR. NVR Broncos podcast presented by MSU Denver online msudenver.edu slash online where is where you go to scope out all you have to offer and they've got so much to offer uh, especially if you're looking to maintain a full-time job while um, you're furthering your education so then you can hopefully get a better education and hopefully get a better full-time job it's all one symbiotic process over at MSU Denver so check them out msudenver.edu slash online today Ryan, my boy, what's going on, my friend? Not much, man. It's a Friday. Normally, we don't have shows Whoa. on Friday, but a little bonus pod this week, Zach. You know, I feel like we fell behind on the questions on a lot of our days. We had so much to talk about this week. And so I figured, you know what? We left a lot on the table yesterday. There's a couple more that came in last night. Why don't we take some time? and do ourselves a little mailbag pod. So I'm just going to jump right in, Zach, to where we left off yesterday. And that is from Vane G1219 or Vanig1219. Um, be careful with how you say that. I think I'm good. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyways, uh, he says, does nobody remember how awful Drew was last year? He was bad at reading the field, completely freaks out with any pressure at all. When he came in this year in the Baltimore game, you could see how freaked out he was all over his face. He's a second-round pick, and if the league valued him, he would have been traded by now. Teddy is not the future, but I'm so frustrated by people thinking Drew is going to come in and be the future. I get people are desperate, but come on, guys. I say burn it all down and rebuild after this year. It's time. Yeah, and, and Van, Vanage? Vanage? What Vane, are we going with? I'm going with Vane G. 
Vain G. That's probably definitely <laughs> wrong, but I like it. Vain G. I'm I'm right there with you. And my whole thing, which I said earlier in the week, but Ryan wasn't on. So I want to see if you think I'm crazy or kind of right on Ryan is I understand why people want Drew because the Broncos are on a four game losing streak with Teddy right now. So I understand that. Also, it's not fun and exciting. And we know that Drew struggled a lot last year, but he had some times where there were flashes and those flashes were fun, whether it was a four touchdown game or whether it was, you know, just launching a ball downfield, even if it was incomplete, it was a little more fun than what Teddy brings, but I'm right there with Vane G by saying Drew just simply wasn't good last year. And what we saw from him in that one half this year didn't change our minds at all. Now was that one half uh, the most fair to judge Drew on this year. No, it wasn't, but it's not like he came in and lit the world up and we're like, holy cow, he's changed. So Ryan, here, here's my thing. I understand why people want to see Drew and at a point in the season, why, why not? They, they'll just put Drew in just, just to see what he has and just to, you know, maybe appease fans once the season gets, hopefully it doesn't get to that point, but if it does, but if you want Drew in for the excitement, I get it. But Ryan, I don't want to see Drew to give him a shot to prove that he's the guy of the future. Now, if he comes in and shows over a 10-game sample or an eight-game sample that he's really improved, okay, then I'm willing to change my mind. But I'm not putting Drew in right now because I think he's the future. Uh, I think right now where we are with the Broncos is they need to go all in on a quarterback after this offseason. I don't want the Broncos with five games left with Drew, him to go three and two, go seven intercept, seven touchdowns, two interceptions. And then we're sitting here again, going into the offseason with just another below average quarterback that, that we've done here in Broncos country for five or six years. So I, I see exactly what you're saying, Vanjie. And, and I feel the exact same way. Can Drew come in and shock us if he comes in and plays extremely well for eight games? Yes, that would shock me, but I, I don't think people should be counting on him being the future, and, and that's why they want to see him. Yeah, you know, the one thing that I will say on behalf of uh, the Drew believers is I feel like the one thing you're leaving out is the preseason where he definitely did look better. Now, the preseason, it was like the opposite of that Ravens game, right? The Ravens game was like the worst possible situation to be in. And the preseason was like the cushiest situation to be in um, because they were going up against backups and all that. But I do think that we saw, uh, you know, legitimate improvement from Drew. And at least that's what I believe those people are hanging on to is they say, hey, I want to at least plug into what we thought we saw there to see if it can translate against maybe a team. Uh, that's not as good as the Ravens, not bringing as much heavy pressure as the Ravens. Um, so that's what people are hanging on to. And, and you're right that at some point it just becomes time to just try it. Um, and I'll be honest, if you or I was the backup quarterback, people would be calling for us after four straight <laughs> yeah. losses. So yeah. they're always going to be doing that. And there was, and, and Drew has some, you know, ardent supporters that, that never left. Yeah, you're right about that. You're right. And we will see Drew if the season keeps going this way, but not if the Broncos get a win on Sunday, then it's crazy to say, but they'll be back at 500 and there will be some legitimate belief back in Broncos country. Ryan, next one coming in from Jason 17. He says, you can take one nugget avalanche in Rockies player to join the Broncos. Who is it? And what position are they playing? And hip hip you Ray says, Jokic is the quarterback. What? don't know if you're actually trying to be good i don't think you're going that route if you're trying to be entertaining though you can oh i think you're going that route <laughs> uh you think i'm joking i am dead ass serious i think that if you trained if you gave nikola Jokic 
classical quarterback training, he would turn into a beast. <laughs> Even though there's only been like one quarterback over six, five that's ever had success in the NFL. They've never tried over six eleven. <laughs> it's true. There's never been a seven footer. Oh, He'd be man. the tallest okay. player in NFL history. But here is where I, I've thought about this a lot. I mean, I spend way too much time thinking about this. <laughs> um, the touch and the vision and the, the combination of touch, vision, and strength, and also footwork. He pretty much has everything that you could possibly want from a quarterback. He just has to learn how to do it. Now, maybe there's some sort of learning barrier that he hits that he can't cross. I don't think it exists. I, I'm all in on it. I think he could take hits. I think he would be like a, a bigger, better version of Big Ben. Let's see. You're getting you're getting too caught up in the physical aspects, Ryan. It just goes back to our offseason conversations. It's all about the mental game. And I'm not saying Jokic isn't smart and couldn't pick that up, but at what He's the smartest? 20, how how old is he? Twenty twenty six right now? Twenty seven? Uh, Five. What does that have to do with anything? He, he's like twenty years behind every other quarterback. So that's just why I put that. But heck, we'll we'll go with him as as the quarterback. And good luck. Now, what are we doing? I mean, do do you just go with the best athletes? Do you go with McKinnon uh, for for the Avs? And where would he fit in? I mean, you're you're talking about no. footwork. Is the skate work? What no translate to footwork? First of all, way too small. Um, is he? Yeah, he is. I mean, I guess you could put him at like running back, but his his entire livelihood it- is built around his ability to skate. Well, uh, well, everyone in hockey's life. So you you going with goalie then? Because McKinnon, McKinnon, zero six- hockey play. Oh, oh, okay. You get one of each. Oh, okay. Right, I thought you right, only right, right, get right. one. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So McKinnon would be would be the size of a running back, six foot two hundred. I don't. I. I, uh, I can't don't. imagine him. I can't even imagine him running. Um, <laughs> that is kind of crazy. You really never see hockey players ever run. I mean, it makes total sense. Right. But like, the most basic skill a... in like every other sport is something you never see in hockey. Right. There was a video of them playing catch. I can't remember who it was. I think it was um, Landis Gog threw like a deep ball to uh, Makar. Um, did it look awkward or did it look beautiful? Uh, it it looks like <laughs> hockey players playing football. Um, gosh, I can't even think of a single. I, I mean, I guess you do go with McKinnon because he's just the most explosive. Right. Um, exactly. So you, you take the chance that the way that he can like push off of those edges can be applied to juking people in the hole and that sort of thing. Right. Exactly. Now, baseball, where do you go here? I feel Trevor like stories two... still count as a Rocky. Yeah, that's exactly who I was looking <laughs> at. I feel like he would translate the best. Yeah. I will say Ryan McMahon played quarterback mm. at modern day high school, um, which is pretty, pretty darn good. Pretty impressive. Although he told me that he sucked. Um, when I talked to him about it, so, um, take him out. I I don't know. Scratched him off the list there. Yeah. I think we take him at his word there. He's like, I could only run. I couldn't throw to save my life, Uh, (laughs) which is weird because he has like a massive arm. So I, again, I think he was just being self-deprecating. Um, but with that being said, I think you just go Trevor story and I would put him at linebacker. 
Ooh, I like that a lot. And, you know, it makes sense because the guy that I was thinking of, and obviously not Iraqi and hasn't been for a long time, but I was thinking of Troy Tulowitzki just always seemed like he could kind of play and dominate any sport just with his frame. And so you go with another shortstop there. So I like that. That's a great question, Jason, 17. And the next one comes in from Hip Hip Uray. He says, greetings all. Haven't commented in a while, but still listening in regularity. I try to get in on the comment section of the live chat when you guys are live on YouTube. So I thought I feel involved still. Don't want to reiterate any negative comments here because I think those grievances have already been aired. I do want to mention one thing though. Just let's just call this year the year of Mace already. Mace's teams have all been straight fire this year with championships all the way around. The only blemish Mace, Chelsea knocking Man City out of the Champions League trophy. Womp womp. Anyways, go DNVR, Iceman, Avs, and Nuggets. Guys, I think what I think there needs to, you, you said you don't want to have any more grievances thrown around. I think there needs to be uh, some push to have Mace become just a big Denver sports fan, and then the Denver sports would start winning. So I really think that's the next push that you guys need to make. No, it's Tom Brady. It's Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty clear. And uh, like we know, Tom has success everywhere. Yeah, uh, it's pretty simple here. Um, wherever Tom Brady goes, everyone is better off for it. Um, so maybe we need to try to get Tom Brady to come to Denver. Or do you do you like, just try to have him? I was gonna say, do you have him retire in Aspen or something? Like we can all get together eighty million dollars for him to buy just a simple house in Aspen. Yeah, I mean, I'm not really interested in giving him any money, <laughs> um, but uh, I just think Peyton needs to be like, dude, you got to come live out here. It's mm. absolutely incredible. Uh, we'll play golf on the weekends at my, you know, at Cherry Hills. And, you know, uh, um, what, whatever else super rich people do, man, that would be quite a, uh, quite a neighborhood right there. Tom and Peyton. I think Peyton owes it to us. Yeah. And boy, those two <laughs> houses would probably take up a neighborhood. You'd also have Mike oh, Shanahan's thrown in there. What if Peyton offers Tom in on his ownership group? Mm. Um, like he's like, Tom retire after this season get in on my ownership group. We'll own the Broncos, live in Denver. It'll be amazing. We'll be the most powerful duo of all time. Man, would the Broncos fans have the uh, the last laugh at the Patriots? My God. <laughs> all right, uh, before we move on, I want to remind you about all the great things going on at the DNVR bar this weekend. Starts with tonight. I mean, a Nuggets watch party on a Friday night just hits different. Um, yeah. There's just some sort of sweet release about leaving work coming to the bar and just screaming about the nuggets um, that, you know, you never get with the Broncos. I guess we kind of got it on that Thursday night football game and that was our best watch party of the year. Um, so come on down, hang out, have a, you know, a tower of Bud Light or a bunch of Breck brews. Um, and then tomorrow is the crazy day. First of all, Zach, we have our DNVR Madden league fantasy draft. First thing in the morning, 8 a.m. Um, 7 a.m. So no, 8 a.m. 7 a.m. Pacific time. I think. Are we sh- are we sure? I think it's 9 a.m. <laughs> Eastern time, Ryan. I think I think you need to set your clock one hour earlier. Oh my God. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I already set my alarm for 7 a.m. I do not want to set it for six. <laughs> Anyways, that's like going on first thing in the morning. Then at 1:30, the Buffs play. Uh, so we'll be hanging out down at the DNVR bar for that game. Then at five o'clock, CSU plays. If that's the kind of weird shit you're into uh (laughs) and then at seven o'clock both the abs and nuggets play and that's when we're launching our halloween party we're having a costume contest down there 
it's going to be a blast. It's going to be incredible. Uh, and I, uh, I will put together their costume. I hate dressing up, but I'll, I'll do it in the spirit. Uh, and then on Sunday, of course, you got the tailgate uh, and the party bus. There's 10 more spots left on the party bus as of right now. So if you want to get in on that, absolutely do it. And then, of course, unlimited spots down at the tailgate. So make sure you come by the tailgate, get your free beer, get your free pizza, or all-you-can-eat beer, all-you-can-eat pizza with your ticket. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty great. Ryan, is it ever too early to be having a Breck brew like tomorrow? Are you, is it too early to have a Breck brew during the fantasy draft at 7 a.m.? I mean, you're talking to a guy who does a show every Sunday where we start drinking at nine. So what's <laughs> well, the difference? That, that's really true. Over under how many people will be drinking Breck brews of the 32 teams that are in the draft tomorrow over under. And you have to remember, we got some people on the East Coast. So it's maybe that that 9 a.m. time. Uh, and of course, we have people overseas. I'll put the over under three and a half. You taking the over or under? On what is that? How many people in the fantasy draft tomorrow will be drinking Breck brews during the draft? Ooh, three and a half. Yep. I'll take the over. Over. He's got I, confidence in you guys. I thought you were saying the over under on how many Super Bowls I win in Madden 22. Mm, yeah, I'm de- definitely taking the under on that, Ryan. Wow. Madden 22 is going to, uh, it's going to hit different for me, which means uh, bad things for you. Even, we don't have to remember Madden 21. That That's what? in the past. What team are you? I'm the Chiefs. Oh, somehow awesome. you guys, yeah, somehow you guys landed me with the Chiefs. That well, at, uh, least it'll, at least it'll be more fun when I beat the crap out of you. <laughs> and my coach, I accidentally just scrolled through the coach thing, so my coach is John Madden. So that I guess that helps. You gotta, you have to retire your coach and start a new one. I can. I didn't want to like retire and be done forever. No, if you retire your coach, it's fine. You just mm. have to make a new coach. Okay, well, I'll be I'll be doing that and uh, have my guy in there. But, Ryan, never too early to drink a Breck brew because Strawberry Sky, I mean, that's pretty much orange juice, right? Or you could even – you could do a little uh, mimosa, a beer mosa with an avalanche beer. The Vanilla Porter Jr., that one's going to be going off tonight. Wherever you are, whether you're at the DNVR bar, whether at the farmhouse over at Breckenridge Brewery or whether you are in a different state, make sure to check out the Breck Beer Locator to find out all the delicious Breck beers and make it a Breck Beer Weekend because, Ryan, it's a Breck Brew Friday. It is, of course, a Breck Brew Friday. Every Friday is a Breck Brew Friday, in my opinion, and in my life. Um, so make sure you, you get one of those. And um, before, you know, you, you get your weekend started right, you got to run home real quick, get out the lawnmower 4.0, and give yourself a little manscaping with the lawnmower 4.0 from our friends over at Manscaped. They'll get you smooth and shiny for the weekend. Um, you know, you can take out the weed whacker, get those nose hairs trimmed up. Uh, maybe you want to, uh, like line up your eyebrows. You can do that too. Get the neck beard taken care of. And then, you know, basically everything South of there also, um, just get yourself nice and light and ready to go for the weekend with our friends over at Manscaped. And when you use the code DNVR, you'll get 20% off plus free shipping from our friends over at Manscaped. That's at manscaped.com. Check them out. All right, Ryan. And let's check out this next comment coming in from our guy, Pig Tosser 66. He says, it's clear Noah Fant was a waste of a first round pick. The guy is athletic, but looks uninterested when he has the ball in his hands. And also when he doesn't, what is your honest assessment of him at this point? 
I'd rather see Alberto and Salbert on the field. And I wish that I could tell you that I disagreed with you, pig tosser 66, but man, everything physically and, and talented, no offense still has. And, and that, that remains true, but something just seems off in Ryan. I hope it's his connection with Pat Shermer or with these quarterbacks, because I hope it's not just who he is uh, or where he is at his life or, or that it's his connection with the Denver Broncos, because I hope it's something that will likely be changed after this season. Meaning I think the offensive coordinator is probably going to be changed and the quarterback's going to be changed. So if it's one of those two, man, to get a six, five, 250 pound tight end that can run a, a sub four, five 40 with all the physical talent. That's huge. That's such a weapon for you to have. But Ryan, if, if he needs a, a new scenery for whatever the case is, Man, that's going to be a bummer because I wouldn't be surprised if he goes somewhere else and flourishes. Yeah, we'll see. Um, he is lacking, in my opinion, a big part of what it takes to be a top-tier football player, and that's just a love of contact, a love of, you know, just uh, not to, like, pull out football cliches, but just, like, gritting your teeth and just, like, wanting to like 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 on the field let me just cl clarify on the field you gotta love like violence like you you gotta want gotta want to go out there and just like just crush people um and he doesn't it just doesn't seem like he has that maybe he does and i'm just not seeing it but when when you're uh 6'4 250 pounds and you catch the ball one yard short of the sticks and all that's between you and a first down is a 185 pound defensive back. Something is wrong. If you don't get that done um, to get, you know, clocked and driven backwards in that situation is shocking. Uh, so I'm with, I, I'm not calling him a bust, but I will say something's got to change um, or else, you know, you're just Julius Thomas and they got Julius Thomas much later than that. Yes, they certainly did. And then they moved on from Julius Thomas, even after extremely productive seasons. Uh, now, what they could have done with Julius Thomas, Ryan, is they, they could have said, you're Evan Ingram. You're literally just going to be a wide receiver, but you'll keep the tight end name, but you will never be in line. And maybe, I mean, if but Ryan, if anyone was going to get that out of Noah Fant, wouldn't have been Pat Shermer, the guy that drafted Evan Ingram, I think he drafted him but anyways the guy that uh had him on his team and really treated the tight end as a wide receiver so it's interesting to me that they're not doing that with him um maybe they're just they're just trying to fit a square peg in a round hole and this this one it's tough because he truly is a tight end who do you who do you blame that on i, I guess there can be blame on both sides yeah i guess so next one's from big tony my boys it's been a long time since i've commented but of course i'm always tuning into the pod uh, I'm excited to say that I'll be making a solo trip out for this Sunday's game from Utah. And of course, I've already got my party bus and tailgate tickets locked in. Let's yes. go. Yes. I must admit, though, buying tickets to the game was a very impulsive purchase, as I, like most of us, was tricked into believing we finally had a competent team <laughs> that was going to be fun to watch again after the 3 0 start. Obviously, that hasn't aged well. And thus, I sit here feeling very orange and blue balled. Um, I thought about selling my ticket after the Raiders game, but ultimately decided not to only because I want to meet y'all and get the full DNVR game day experience. You Let's know, the Broncos go. owe us for this sack. I think they that do. we deserve some kickbacks from the Broncos uh, <laughs> for all the people that we uh, keep them interesting for. Seriously. Um, 
he finishes by saying, anyways, I've been thinking about potential head, uh, head coach candidates for the future. What do you guys think about Clint Kubiak? Ryan, six wants, games, he has Ryan doesn't like it. Through six games, he has the Vikings sitting at fifth in total yards, sixth in passing, eighth in rushing, and 14th in scoring. Not too shabby for a first-year play caller. If we do, in fact, switch gears and coaching philosophy and go with a young offensive mind this time around, could you all see him being a dark horse candidate? The connections are obvious with the Broncos and George Payton. Zach, (laughs) this might come back to bite me. Clint Kubiak might end up becoming the guy, but I'm so – I'm just sit, I'm bored of the royal families of the Broncos. It's there's literally all that exists in the world of Broncos is the Elways, the Shanahan's, the Kubiaks, and the Bolins. Yeah, um, and and Elways out this year. There's no more uh, Shanahan around. Uh, the Kubiaks have been gone, and the Bolins are going to be, uh, you know, uh, not a part of the team we expect starting next year. Maybe Brittany stays in, in a, in a high role, which I would actually like. Um, but for me, it's time for a new era. It's time for a new era of Broncos football, uh, that, that, that it can't all be about people who were involved in 97 and 98. Man, but the connections are there. And and like you said, it goes it goes beyond just him being a Kubiak. There's the George Payton connection with him being out in Minnesota. I think that you're on to something. He could be a dark horse here. But Ryan, you, you want to go young at head coach. You want to go on the offensive side of the ball. Clint Kubiak, offensive coordinator, doing some good things. I wouldn't say great things, but doing good things with a good group, but not a fantastic group out there in Minnesota. And he's 34 years old. Talk about the youth. And how about this? You'll love this idea, Ryan. You said they're they're done with the Shanahan's, the Kubiak's. They'll be pretty much done with the Bolins after this, and they'll be done with the Elways. Well, why not just you know bring Kubiak in as your coach? If once Kyle Shanahan is fired, you bring him in as your offensive coordinator, and boom, we've got Generation Two coming in. All right, now I'm back on board um, (laughs) because I like that idea quite a bit. Um, Kyle Shanahan working for Clint Kubiak sounds (laughs) unbelievable. Um, I think Kyle Shanahan has done enough in in, um, San Francisco. I I pause because it's not really San Francisco. Um, He's done enough out there that if he gets fired, he'll be swooped up immediately as a head coach again in my in my opinion um he it's not just about the record it is about a Super Bowl appearance that's worth something um it's mostly about the way that his players have ended up loving him and his assistant coaches have ended up loving him that I think he'll be able to put together like a really solid coaching staff somewhere and when he goes into a meeting uh, as an interview for a head coach and he puts any, you know, he says what, what he thinks he can do. I think that's going to be really enticing. Well, and like you said, it, it wasn't a complete disaster there. Whereas like a Vance Joseph, uh, it, it was, there was no way he was going to land another coaching job after this uh, or after his time with the Broncos, he had to go be a defensive coordinator, improve. Uh, and Ryan, that game last night was so exciting. My offer for O parlay is still alive over at DraftKings. The, the most expensive one, the, the one with money line on both of those teams still alive right now over at DraftKings Sportsbook. A big thank you. Shout out to AJ Green for 
playing a, a running play? I mean, what, what was he doing, Ryan? I really don't know. Was uh, he and I thought I was going to have to say, we'll never know. But I, then I heard Clint, Clint uh, sorry, Cliff Kingsbury. Oh, you want Clint? <laughs> yeah, I think he's actually, uh, he spelled, does he spell it with a C or a K? I think he spells it with a K. Clint? Yeah. So yep, you've got yep. a young offensive mind with the same initials of Cliff, as Cliff Kingsbury. I'm starting to come mm-hmm. around to this more and more. Um, <laughs> anyways, he said after the game, like, he was asked, what were you looking for on that play? And he was like, that one-on-one on the outside with AJ. <sighs> um, so Yikes. I don't know what happens. And, and someone in our Madden chat pointed this out. If you look, he's even watching himself block on the jumbotron to like see the play developing behind him which is a total vet move because that way you you can like see which way the play is going um but if you see the delay between what's happening on the field and what's happening on the screen on the screen he sees kyler throw it to him so that's when he turns around but because of the delay he's a little late and he doesn't even see what happens behind his head as the game just ends absolutely shocking ending um, and really bad for me because um, I had the over in the game and either a field goal or a touchdown <laughs> there would have guaranteed the over hitting unless it ended in a tie. Oh, no, that is brutal. Oh, man, I feel bad for you. But, Ryan, you got to get back in the game over at DraftKings Sportsbook this weekend. And if new, if you're a new customer and you bet $5 on any team to win in the NFL this week and they win, you'll get $200 in free bets. So might as well do that for the morning slate so you can get in on the afternoon slate or the evening slate or that Monday night football game. You can bet on the Giants to beat the Chiefs, potentially, maybe not the wisest thing to do. But, hey, if you really don't want the Chiefs to win, that would be a humiliating loss. And, of course, I'm going to be getting in, Ryan. They're throwing out uh, 20, 25% profit boosts for college parlays tomorrow. I'm definitely going to get in on that. Hit one of those a couple of weeks ago. Came three points away from hitting one last week. My roll oh. tied. My Alabama Crimson Tide let me down by three oh. points. I hit every other leg of it. So, of course, I mean, I'm almost two for two. I'm definitely going for one of those tomorrow. And you can get in on all of the action over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app. It is so clean, so smooth, so fresh. And just bet $5 on any NFL team. And if they win, you get $200 in free bets. And, of course, DraftKings is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-522-4700. Also got to give a shout out to our friends over at Snooze Sleep. Uh, Zach, my Snooze mattress is going to be putting in the hard work tonight to try to get me a good night's rest because I just got the update. It is uh, 7 a.m. 7 a.m. is when we start the draft, which means I have to start planning now. I need to go to Starbucks this afternoon and get myself a venti iced coffee uh, that I can just have sitting in there or you know i could i guess i still do have some time to make uh some strava craft cold brew so maybe i'll do that as well uh just double up make sure i'm ready when i wake up first thing in the morning uh but i'll know that i'll be more refreshed than most people on whatever a number hours sleep i get because of my snooze flip mattress what is the snooze flip well it's the most universal mattress on the planet you can customize your sleep experience to fit your needs one side is soft one side is firm, and you can flip it to a side that fits your body best. Then the cover is reversible, with one side up to five degrees cooler, and the other side nice, cozy, and warm. It's a zippable cover uh, that makes the snooze flip a true 
four-in-one mattress, the only four-in-one mattress with these features. So check it out. I highly recommend it. And the best part of it all is the discount you get for being part of the DNVR family. Of course, you can get 500 bucks off a queen mattress or $1,000 off an adjustable base dual split king. Make sure you check it out. Make sure you hit up our friends over at Snooze and make sure you use that code DNVR for massive, massive savings on this awesome mattress. And make sure to check out our friends over at American Raptors because they've rebranded once again, but this name is here to stay. And of course, this is the crossover athletes that have joined to play rugby. And they went five and five in their first season of playing rugby, which is incredible from athletes coming from different sports. And if you haven't heard of them, they are Rugby Town USA's newest team. Like I said, comprised of the highest level of athletes from other sports coming together to dominate rugby. I can't wait to see what they do in this next year. And what's so cool about them is they are free to go to their games. All you have to do is go to AmericanRaptors.com to get your free tickets for the upcoming season. And if you can't make it to a game, you can go to AmericanRaptors.com and see all of their games streamed free online. You got to check them out. And you also have to check out our coverage. Our guy, Golden Strickler, does a great job covering the American Raptors over at thednvr.com. So make sure to follow their podcast over at DNVR Rugby Podcast. It's a weekly podcast. Make sure to follow our guy, Colton Strickler. And of course, make sure to follow us on Twitter at DNVR Rugby. All right, let's keep it rolling here. Next one from VR though. Am I right there? Uh, I think Big Tony. No, we got Big Tony. We got. Oh, we did. We did. You're right. Yes. VR though. All right, Barrington Wade sounds like someone who lost a duel uh, to Alexander Hamilton. Great name. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, like, isn't there something called, like, the Barrington Bears or something? Um, let me see. I think there's, like, a show, Barrington Bears or something along those lines. That's what it reminds <laughs> me of. Yeah, I think there is. I think that's a thing. It's, like, a type of teddy bear, a Barrington Oh, yes, so yes, yes. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, uh, Ryan, all I can think of with Barrington Wade's name every time I hear of it is, uh, boy, too bad he wasn't on the team when we did the all-name draft of the Denver Broncos. He's got to be in there. That's very true. He also sounds like he could be like um, an English butler. Like, Barrington. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Next one from Virginia Beach Broncos says Mace mentioned this at the beginning of yesterday's pod, and I believe it's the most likely scenario. Vic played a 70% Teddy because he's afraid of Locke succeeding, not failing, especially for one or two weeks. Playing Drew is a no-win scenario for the current coaching staff. If he loses, our record continues to spiral. But if he balls out, the uproar to keep him in and the what-ifs about the three losses would be overwhelming. What do you think? We got to stop with this. This is not how (laughs) coaches think. Coaches only care about winning games. That's it. Um, And so if they believed at all in their hearts that Drew Locke gave them the best chance to win, they would have done it. If Drew Locke came in and was magically as good as everyone wants him to be and everyone and a lot of people think he is, even though he hasn't proven it yet, Vic Fangio would keep his job. He's not going to be fired because, you know, he made the wrong decision at quarterback. If Drew Locke started last week, won the game, gets him to four and three, comes in this week, wins again, they're five and three, they're rolling. They go in and they start winning games and they make the playoffs. Vic Fangio saves his job. That's the only thing he cares about is winning. I've seen multiple people say this, so I'm sorry I'm, I'm taking it out on you, Virginia Beach Broncos, but this is not how it works. No one is afraid of 
have, no one is afraid of someone on their team succeeding. That only benefits them. Especially at the quarterback position for a, for a guy that cares about the defense. He wants his quarterback to go succeed. So he doesn't have to worry about the offense. And Ryan, isn't this the exact reason why at least I thought, and I think deep down you kind of thought was, was going to be the case as well was that we thought Teddy was going to be the quarterback was because deep down Vic thought that Teddy was the one to give him the better chance to win. So now his evaluation may have been wrong with that, but that's why I always thought that Teddy was going to have this upper hand in the quarterback battle was because that's what Vic thought gave him the best chance to win. Not because he was a Teddy guy, you know, historically, but he just thought Teddy gave him the best chance to win. So if he truly thought that maybe Drew gives me the best chance, he would go that route, but he just doesn't believe that. And now maybe his evaluation is wrong, but that's still his evaluation. Right. It has nothing to do with being afraid of being wrong originally. Now, I will say, I think he started Teddy because he thought he gave him the best chance of going 3-0, and and he was right. I don't think he expected them to lose four straight after that. I think he thought if we lose, if we start 3-0, and we could go 1-3 uh, and three in the next four games and still have a winning record. Yep. Um, and then you, you play know, Washington sure football thinking, team. Right? I, I don't think he's thinking of it that way, but he's thinking, man, Teddy's going to get us to three and zero, and then we are cruising from there. Um, and um, he was wrong. He was wrong about that. But I, he definitely doesn't currently think Drew gives him a better chance to win, and he's not afraid of him succeeding. Right. Right. Oh no! Nope. I'll let you hit the last one. Last one from Mrs. Quill. Great run blocking from AJ Green last night. I'll pop, it'll pop on the tape, I'm sure. That's messed up. But did you all see a few plays before on second and one? Kyler runs for no gain, and they single a first down with no review. Third and one versus first and goal could make a world of difference, right? Zach, this drove me insane as a Cardinals fan, a uh, Cardinals supporter. I don't know what you want to call me. Um, that was so bad, and it actually ends up costing them the game in a weird backwards way. Um, because if they don't get it there, the clock is running. They either have to use that timeout then on, on third and one, um, and they, they can't run the ball on third and one. So they're in a really weird position. They probably just throw it to the back of the end zone. Crazy thing doesn't happen. It gets incomplete, and we're going on to overtime. But the refs, not only was it no gain, he lost yards. If they reviewed that spot, they would have said it was a loss of one from where they originally spotted it. What's crazy is they spotted it exactly where the original line of scrimmage was on second and one. So I, my mind is just blown. I hate the way that the NFL does this. I hate it's the biggest problem in football is spotting the ball. And this was just pure referee incompetence. It wasn't first. It started with a bad spot, but then the other ref, they literally spotted the ball the exact same place where it started, and he signals first down before he even sets the ball down. Oh, God, that is so bad. People would have been livid if the cards go on to win that game. Okay, okay, and that's what I was going to say because you are so frustrated and livid being a Cards fan, a Cards supporter, a Cliff guy, a Kyler guy. So I'm thinking, wait, aren't you happy that they got the first down there? But you're you're just more upset at the NFL and uh, taking a step back in the integrity of the game, or are you saying that it actually hurt the Cardinals in that in the in the no, final no. thirty seconds? It, it, it actually did hurt the Cardinals in a roundabout way, but it helped them in the moment. Okay, um, okay, gotcha. I'm saying, I'm saying 
this is a joke as a football fan um, yeah. because they rush to the line or whatever, and they run the play. And because of that, like, uh, it's just, they don't, how is someone not buzzing? Like you should, if every single person watching on TV could see this, how is the person whose job it is to buzz down and tell them to review it, not see it on the first view. Everyone saw it on the first view. So they should immediately buzz down and say, Hey, that was wrong. Let's review this. Um, and the fact that they didn't, to me, opens up a, a Pandora's box that no one wants to go down of conspiracies and this, that, and the other thing. <laughs> um, because it was that obvious, that bad, um, and just a joke, uh, a, a, a terrible look for the NFL. And they're lucky that the Packers won because now everyone's talking about the play that happened two plays later, not the play uh, that happened right then and there. There was also one of these. Now, it wasn't as egregious, but earlier in that drive, I think it was Kyler again that that ran or they did some running play. And I really think it was on like a third and one or second and one. And I really think he was short of the sticks. And instead, they just they said, move the chains. And I'm like, ah, let's let's now we don't want to stop the game all the time when there's 11 minutes left in the second quarter. But when you're in that two minute warning, don't be afraid to to make sure that you're getting these important calls right because at the end of the end of the day that's what matters the most and heck with football it is different than basketball if the, those 2 minutes go 3 minutes longer because you make sure that two different calls are right that's okay people are okay with that yeah the only thing that i will say is in their heads that makes it tougher on the referees is the defense, you can actually get the defensive coach mad at you in a situation like that if you're wrong, right? Because you're giving a free timeout to the mm -hmm. offensive team who's trying to drive down. So there's like, they're afraid of making both sides mad. But isn't that what um, the NFL is about, is offense? It should, it, no, what it should be about is just getting it right. And, it, and if unfortunately you get a free timeout and you didn't need the review, um, but. It, in a playoff game later down the road, the same thing happens and you actually do get it right and you change the outcome for the better, then it was all worth it. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And Ryan, this pod was all worth it. It was all worth it. You know what else was worth it? Going down to Green Mountain Dental Group, scheduling a cleaning, x-ray, and exam, and getting a free Sonicare toothbrush. Uh, they are the single best family-owned dentist in the metro area, so make sure you head down there and check them out. Make sure you come on down to the DNVR bar this weekend. Should be an absolute blast. And at the very least, we'll see you on Sunday for the digital tailgate, the physical tailgate, the bus, the game, the post-game show, post-game post show drinks, all of that. Uh, we'll see you guys uh, this weekend. Appreciate you for tuning in, and uh, you're welcome. You to Roll out the truck and took a country drive. Now I'm